I got an email this morning. I got an email from a guy called Connor Walsh. So, hi Connor. Connor basically emailed me to say that he was enjoying the podcast and, you know, keep up the good work. Just, a, you know, a few words of encouragement, uh, which was great. Fucking particularly great to get on a, on a Monday morning. And he mentioned that he started with Ivers for, for whatever reason. We, we, you know, there was no back and forth. I replied to him, but, you know, this is literally a, a hit send two minutes ago. Um, but he started with Ivers, so presumably he had heard from someone or maybe saw it on Facebook that all these podcasts were going up. He, you know, perused the, the different subjects and kind of went, oh, you know, psychedelics or spirituality, that might be worth a listen. I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm inferring that. But started with Ivers, then went on to Andy Ryan's. And listening to Andy Ryan, I suppose, reminded him of his love of BJJ. He mentioned that he had been away from, from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for, for some time. And that just listening to me and Andy speak was like, Jesus, I'm, to him, again, I'm inferring, but to him it was, Jesus, I must get back into the BJJ. Then he listened to Kevin Booth's one, and I think Kevin's one gave him a, a, bit, of, a bit of a further kick up the hole to essentially pull his finger out and he's since gone back so he's delighted with himself and now he's looking at other uh, other training that he might start or re-uptake say I don't know what his training background is like but anyway he's getting back into the swing of things and you know just wanted to say you know thanks and that was great to hear again as I say on a, on a, on a Monday morning gave, gave me quite a little lift but why am I telling you about some random guy who emailed me saying, you know, complimentary things about me? Am I just massaging my ego? Is there an actual point to this? And there is a point. And the, the point is that Connor changed the world. Not to put it into grandiose terminology, but he did. He, 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 he changed the world. And I think, I think we lose sight of the fact that we all change the world on, on a daily basis. But I think his email was a good example. Because I was busy today, as I always am, fucking running around from A to B. And I've, I've had a, a massive increase in business in the last week. My business has fucking trebled since the start of the year. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. But look, I've, I've a, a lot of me play it. A fucking seven-week-old baby and... Uh, three-year-old and you know life basically so there's there's a lot going on and if it wasn't for connor's email i'd be i don't know half the way to blanchestown by now because i've ran out of boxes and have to go and get more boxes and you know life but connor did email me and he put me in good form like it's it's nice to get fucking words of encouragement you know Maybe I'm weird, or maybe everybody's like that. Maybe that's a human universal. I'd be, I'd be inclined to think that it is, that we all thrive on encouragement, basically. So it's entirely thanks. So I was about to say in no small part. It is 100% entirely Connor Walsh's... Connor Walsh, you have Connor Walsh to thank for. You have Connor Walsh to thank for this episode. And for me, getting, what was it, 37 or 40, fuck scarily close 
And his, his email changed the world because here I am sitting down in my sitting room before I leave the house for Blanche recording this podcast. And I've since copied uh, a section of his email and sent it to both Ivor and Kev. And what I did basically was I started my message to each of those guys by saying, just spreading the love, dot, 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 dot. And then in quotation marks, I copy and pasted a, a, an excerpt out of his text, or out of his email to me, to both those guys. Because I was to thank for because he was the initial spark that got Connor to listen. And then Kev's was the subsequent kick up the hole that got him back training. And, you know, I, I said I'd spread the love. And I'm sure both those guys, when they read those messages, read them and go, fucking deadly. And, you know, it, it'll probably bring a smile to their face and it might just improve their day li- that little bit better. And here I am telling whoever else is listening now and who will listen in the future and giving and conveying some sense of this idea that we as individuals, as autonomous human beings, making our way in the world, the, the ripples from our actions are just... They're, they're, too, they're too massive to be, to be overstated. And as I've said before, you know, we, we, we create our own reality in our thoughts first and our actions second. And to take, Connor's, to take Connor's email there as an example, he said to himself in his thoughts, in, in, his, in his head, in his internal dialogue to himself, ah, oh, I must write your man an email. But then he acted on that and he wrote the fucking email. And he subsequently had me recording this, this solo episode and had me texting Ivor and texting uh, Kev. And w- without, the, without the follow-through, the, the thought wasn't enough, it was the action. He thought about getting into BJJ. But, sorry, he thought about getting back into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But thinking about it, you know, thinking doesn't make it so. He, he had to drag his ass off the couch and get down there and actually do it. And there's, there's an expression that, I mean, that loves my little sayings, you know, it's the, it's the thought that counts. Is it? Is it the thought that counts? Or is it the actions that count? But there's another saying, you know, actions speak louder than words. Because it's, it's what we do, not what we say we'll do, that matters. Now, granted, and I've mentioned this before, this idea that our thoughts are our precursors to our actions, or that if you want to do something, you should start by you know thinking about it, then maybe continue on to telling people that you're going to to do something and, and then doing it. Now, you can skip all that and just do stuff, and maybe maybe that's better. But typically, that kind of stepping stone approach. I think is more of a, a tried and trusted methodology to actually getting shit done, so to speak. So maybe ask yourself, you know, what is it that you've been meaning to do? Because I think most, if not all of us, and in particular, I think people who are listening to this and who have been listening, you, there's something that you've been meaning to do, something that there's been a want in you to do something. Maybe it's, I don't know, confess something. Maybe it's, you know, to save money, maybe it's to lose weight, or to get fitter, or to, I don't know, something. 
I think we all have that, and I think we all suffer. I think we all suffer from having it and either not having articulated not having articulated it fully to ourselves or by having acted on it. One or the other. And this whole solo this whole solo podcasting Uploading my internal dialogue thing, if, if it's done anything, it's, it's gone my head straight on a, on a couple of issues. It, it's, helped me, it's helped me articulate what's been bouncing around in the back of my head. Because we all, everybody I think listening to this is similar to me in a certain sense. that We all have these, we all have too much in our head at the same time. And I've mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that there's great utility in, in, in speaking out loud because it, it kind of slows you down. And I'm still toying with the idea of writing a blog because that would that would further slow you down. So you, I think at a hundred million miles an hour, I talk at a hundred miles an hour, and I write at five miles an hour. And I think the the better that you can understand what's going on between your ears, the higher your quality of life, or at least the the greater potential there is for your quality of life to increase. And by default, the quality of everybody's lives around you to increase. And if you can increase the people around you's quality of life, like there's, a, there's a positive feedback loop thing happening there. And... In a weird way, I've created a community of sorts, an off-the-lead community of sorts, whereby there's this kind of positive feedback loop. And I think it's almost, in a weird way, the opposite to what might be called traditional media, the news and television and radio. A lot of that's a positive feedback loop, but in a negative capacity. You're tuning into the the woes and worries of five or six or seven, whatever it is, billion people. But in this much smaller community, you know, you're listening to people tell how they've overcome certain things and how they've started things and how, you know, I haven't got somebody on who's done nothing but complain for an hour or two. And I hope I haven't sounded like I've complained about a lot of things. What I'm trying to do is shine a light on certain things. So when I give out about social media or advertising or quote-unquote the news, that's not in an effort to, to further depress people. It's in, an, it's in an effort to inoculate people against the negative side effects of all these platforms. And there's a, a certain... That's me exercising the, the activist in me. At least I think it is. But again... The point I'm labouring to make here is it wasn't until I started this platform and it wasn't until I started talking out loud and slowing down my mind and articulating myself that I ever realised any of this. And there's great utility in that. So as a first step, maybe ask yourself, you know, what is it that you would like to do or to start or to do more of or to get back into or to change about yourself or your life? Figure out what it is first. That, that's kind of a first step, I think. Figure out what it is. And if you can't figure out what it is, take a step back and think about how you might go about figuring out, figuring out what it is. Because this platform, this, and especially the solo podcast, this is an attempt by me to help me 
figure out what it is that I want to do. And hopefully some, most, or all of you are, are kind of coming along with me on the same journey. Because this is very much my journey. And one thing that I hate about modern media is the, is the echo chamber that it is. And you, the perfect example of that is YouTube. You subscribe to two or three channels on YouTube, things that you like. And autoplay, autoplay, by the way, is the fucking devil. You're watching something you like and it autoplays the next thing. And then it autoplays the next thing. But it's, a, it's another positive feedback loop, but it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a negative positive feedback loop, if that makes sense. It means that it's only showing you things that you like, which means that you're, you're never getting your views challenged. And it means you're, you're living in a, perpetu- in a perpetual echo chamber where you're only hearing the things that you like around you. And social media is the exact same. The only things that come up in your newsfeed are things that you've already liked or things similar to the things that you've already liked. And that's inherently dangerous. And I suppose the, the point here that I'm trying to, that I'm laboring to make is don't exchange traditional media for off the lead. That, like, don't, don't get yourself off the lead only to be on off the lead's lead, if that makes sense. I'm by no means an expert in anything. I pride myself on not being an expert in anything. I pride myself being... I pride myself on being a jack of all trades in a way. I know, I know an awful lot of stuff, but that awful lot of stuff is spread across an awful lot of topics. And for me, personally, that suits my, my nature, I suppose. It, it, it's, it suits my intrinsic being, for, for want of a less philosophical term. And I suppose the, the warning that I'm trying to evoke is, don't be taking shit I say for gospel. And know that you're going to do that to a certain degree. Like I, I might come up with a with a fact, or I might say I might say something and finish it off with, and that's a fucking fact. If you know it to be true, then fair enough. But if you don't know it to be true, do your due diligence. You know, is what I'm saying true? Because I know myself, and we're all the same. We kind of take things on face value because we have to. We don't have the we don't we barely have enough time to listen to people full stop without you know scrutinizing everything that they say that that shit's not fucking feasible it'd be nice to think that we could would and should but it's just entirely impractical but i suppose it's just worth remembering that i am by no means infallible in anything in any regard whatsoever and again part of the whole point of the conversations that i'm having with people on the solo podcast is to be proven wrong and to have my my misconceptions corrected because i've been proven wrong about loads of stuff in the past and to think that i now as i sit here on the fucking 23rd of april or whatever it is to think that i now have made all the mistakes that i'm going to have made and that i'm not going to be corrected and I'm not going to learn from the ideas that I hold now. To think that, to think that is just fucking stupid and unrealistic. And you should be striving to prove yourself wrong and to be corrected, to become better informed. And I'm going to do what I can to better. Or I'm going to do what I can to strive to better inform the people who are listening and to get on guests who can better inform me and by default people who are listening. And I think that's a, a great way to, 
to progress this whole fucking thing forward. I had a great chat with ourselves there this morning. We touched on abortion again because it's it's kind of it's 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 prevalent, and it's it's it's. I suppose it's one of the few topics that's been discussed at the minute that actually has, you know, meaning. And it's not even that it's one of the few topics that's been discussed at the minute that has meaning. It's one of the few topics that's been discussed full stop. And it's it's great. And I think it's a it's a. I think the the whole abortion conversation. I think we we could and indeed should use it to be the first of many conversations. Make up your mind on stuff. Now, don't try not to try not to make up your mind. So that you know, from this day forth, I'll never have my opinion changed. But organize your thoughts on it. Have an opinion on it, and don't just don't just repeat what other people have said. Try and form your own opinion on it, and have put in a bit of groundwork before you're ever faced with that decision. Because here's an example for you. I am of the opinion that chiropractors and chiropractic practices are spurious to say the least. And I think that there are a lot of chiropractors who refer to themselves as doctors. And they can do that legally because doctor, believe it or not, isn't a protected term. Neither is nurse, by the way. So you can call yourself a doctor and you can call yourself a nurse without having a medical degree. Now you can't, that can't be said for calling yourself a doctor of medicine or a registered nurse. Those are both protected terms. But our seven week old has reflux. My understanding of reflux is a baby, a newborn baby doesn't have the ability to stop acids in their stomach from traveling back up the esophagus. That little flap, basically, for want of a, a better term, hasn't developed yet, so they lack the capacity to stop that, at least in the child who suffers from reflux. And the end result of that is acid travels out of the stomach into the esophagus, burns the shit out of the little things, and makes them scream uncontrollably for hours on end at times. Not good. And our little girl Kiva has it, and thankfully she just she has it to a much lesser extent than our first child, Fionn, had it. He had it bad. The first, nine li- the first nine months of his life was fucking hellish for not only him, but for myself and herself. Hellish. You know, no sleep, no peace, no silence, no nothing. Just a fucking nightmare, basically. You know, and I don't mean to blame the poor little child on that. Jesus Christ, he had no say in the matter. But it's just a, it's just a fact. And when we were at the very, very end of our tether we brought Fionn to a chiropractor down the country who was apparently doing wonderful things with babies with reflux. So, you know, at the end of our tether, we we went down. This was before I knew that chiropractors weren't doctors and didn't have medical training at all or needn't have medical training. Not all chiropractors haven't had medical training, but you don't need medical training to call yourself a chiropractor or a doctor for that matter. But anyway... Second time round, there's mention of bringing Kiva to a chiropractor. In the intervening, intervening couple of years, I have educated myself on chiropractic and know that it's 
not to be trusted, to say the least. So there's no way in fucking hell Kiva's going to this guy. Not a chance. But it would have been nice to have been informed of chiropractic before we ended up bringing Fionn down. And the, the point that I'm labouring to make is talk about abortion and have your opinions on abortion and make them now when you're of sound mind and body say not when she turns around to you and says I'm pregnant and you go fuck because you weren't planning on it and I think you should make your mind up about chiropractic and euthanasia and abortion and other, other such matters before you or your mom or your gran that you look after or whoever it is gets diagnosed with Alzheimer's or before you realise that, you know, your the chances of your fetus having a you know debilitating illness or a deformation or a short life expectancy or whatever the hell it is, or maybe the fact that you just can't afford one or want one, one being a you know a a child but I think you should inform yourself and articulate your thoughts on such matters before you're in the trenches because when you're in the trenches you're not going to think clearly about it and you don't want to be making life or death decisions when you're stressed out of your head and I think for the most part people don't want to touch topics like you know abortion or euthanasia just as, as two examples that spring to mind, people don't want to touch them when they're not really involved. They kind of, they say, oh, I, I don't really want to have a say on that matter because it doesn't concern me. Now's the time to, to think about that because it's going to concern you. You know, should, would, would you ask yourself this? If your child that you haven't, but that, you, that you don't have yet, say, gets really sick, Will you bring them to somebody who has the cure? Now is, the, now is the time when you don't have that child. Or maybe you do have that child, but that child is perfectly healthy. Now is the time to think about that at length and with your partner and with everybody who listen. Now is the time to have that conversation when you're thinking clearly so you can make up your mind so that you know when the time comes, you already more or less know what way you're going to go. Listen, I've, I've, made my, I've made up my mind on this. I'm not bringing someone, I'm not bringing my child to someone with the cure for whatever it is, no matter what the treatment is. Now, you can obviously change your mind. So you might say to yourself, I'd never bring my sick child to somebody who had the cure and was going to, you know, say 10 decades of the rosary whilst they danced around a pot until it boiled. Or whatever the hell they do. You might have made up your mind that you might have said consciously that I've made my decision, I'm never going to do that. And then when you haven't slept for, you know, three weeks in a row and your child does nothing but cry all the time and you're at each other's throats, your partner and, you know, your fucking whole life is just crumbling because of the fucking pressure you're under when you do give in and say, right, we'll, we'll bring our baby or child or whatever to this person who has the cure, bring them. But know that you're going against your better judgment. 
So that when somebody else asks you, would you recommend you bring them to such a person, that you said, look, I wouldn't have. The only reason I did was because I was stressed out in my head and I, I felt like I was clutching at straws. At least then the person that you're talking to can be better informed and can make a slightly better decision. And then when they either do or don't make the same decision that you made and they're talking to it about somebody else, that person can be even further better informed. And the whole thing progresses. So I suppose in summary, have a think about shit. Like, you know, have an opinion. And don't have a final opinion. If somebody asks you something, and this is something that I've noticed about myself, and it's because I've been informed with the conversations that I've been having, I've started to say things like, I'm beginning to think, blah, 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 blah. Or, I stand to be corrected on this, but, blah, 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 blah. So you're, you're, giving, you're giving your opinion without it being an absolute. And I think people do far too much of that. They, they give their opinion as if that's, you know, boom, that's their fucking final word on the matter. And these people haven't thought about it for very long. Or at least haven't had their views questioned on it at all sometimes. It's just what feels right. So on that somewhat philosophical waffling. Remember, I think I, I haven't mentioned this in a while and I think it's important. And it was inspired, I suppose, by Connor's email to me this morning. If you're just listening, you're missing the point. And Connor wasn't just listening. He went as far as not only to take up BJJ again, but to email me. So there's two instances whereby he's not just listening. And there's no point in just listening. If you're just listening, all you're doing is added to an already overcrowded space. That space being in between your ears. Provoke some conversations. Initiate some change. Contact me or not at imoffthelete at gmail.com for just words of encouragement, a few questions, whatever it might be. I'm always there to, I suppose, to, to help myself, essentially. This is a very selfish enterprise. This has been fucking brilliant for me. <laughs> like, like, it really fucking has. Like, this has been absolutely, unbelievably beneficial to me. I've learned more about myself and other people and life in general in the last six months than I had in the previous 15 fucking years so it's an entirely selfish endeavor i really do hope that you're getting the benefit from it that i know certain people are i'm going to continue with it i'm looking forward to finishing up the 40 this is what 37 of 40 the next one will be something along the lines of this one as of the previous ones i'm going to try and finish on a bit of a bang no actually i'm not i was planning on doing that i was planning on finishing on a bit of a bang i'm not i'm going to finish with a synopsis if i can of the 40 and you know a where I've come from and where I am now and where I'm going and I'm hoping to start with a fucking bang so I'm off the lead at gmail.com www.patreon.com forward slash off the lead if you want to financially support what I'm doing and I'll chat to you soon